Welcome to Love Your Heart, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic's Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart, Vascular, and Thoracic Institute. These podcasts will help you learn more about your heart, thoracic, and vascular systems, ways to stay healthy, and information about diseases and treatment options. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, we're talking uh, about allergies, and specifically allergies to cardiac implantable devices. And this is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and leadconnection.org. Uh, I'm Tom Callahan, and we're joined by Dr. Bruce Wilkoff, who's uh, director of the Lead Extraction Center at Cleveland Clinic and founder of Lead Connection, Dr. Uh, Jim Taylor, who is a clinical professor of dermatology at Cleveland Clinic Lunar College of Medicine, and Dr. John Anthony, section head of occupational and contact dermatology at Cleveland Clinic. So welcome to you all. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Uh, Dr. Wilkoff, uh, you've been implanting devices for a long time, uh, so you've seen a lot of things. How common are these uh, allergic reactions to uh, uh, our devices? Well, fortunately, quite rare. But the problem is, is that it's suspicioned or suspected uh, much more commonly. And the much more common problem is an infection or hematoma, we haven't talked about that too much, but hematomas, infections are much more likely things, maybe even a superficial infection. We have to consider it every time a patient comes with a problem with their their incision, their pocket pain or whatever. Uh, so it's rare, but it's but it does happen. And when we when we uh, do that, we need to work together. Uh, team teamwork is important here. Agreed. Uh, Dr. Anthony, um, can you talk about who's perhaps at highest risk for these uh, for these types of allergic reaction to uh, to medical devices, and 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 what sort of things should patients be thinking about and talking to their doctors about when when you know before a surgery, before an implant like this? Right, I, I think it is important for patients to be, you know, complete and work with their team early on to to identify potential concerns. So because the devices are made of multiple components, we would want people who uh, have had problems with metals in the past to talk with their doctor about that, whether it's a piercing or jewelry or or snap on clothing, those those can be relevant. So um, history of, of sensitivities to metals. We, we would want people to talk about problems with with antibiotics, topical antibiotics, for example, those things that you can purchase over the counter that contain polymyxin B or neomycin or bacitracin, all very common, but sometimes can cause allergy. Um, Also, for example, patients who have problems with glues or acrylates, specifically like uh, acrylic nails or gel nails, shellac nails, those kind of acrylic sensitivities that lead to rashes on the fingers uh, would also be really useful. And then, and of course, if you have intolerance to bandages, you know, or electrode leads, you know, please tell your doctors that before you have a procedure done. That's that's great advice, um, Dr. Taylor. What types of testing do we do? I I know that this can be a challenging uh, diagnosis to make, but what sort of testing is available for patients where there's a concern for this type of allergy? Well, the testing that we most commonly uh, perform uh, is called PATS testing, uh, which is 
a, a procedure uh, for diagnosing um, uh, the types of uh, reactions that uh, Dr. Anthony was reporting um, and describing. Patch test uh, is for delayed hypersensitivity, uh, so it's in contrast to going to your allergist for uh, that you may have seen for say uh, you know asthma or allergic rhinitis uh, or hay fever uh, where they prick the skin and read it immediately the patch testing uh, involves um, uh, applying the different uh, metals uh, and other components in uh, to, to your skin uh, they're left on for uh, two days or 48 hours removed and um, the site evaluated and then the patient re returns in another uh, usually 48 hours to have uh, uh, further evaluation of the site. So the, the PETS testing um, for allergic contact dermatitis is generally considered the gold standard to make the diagnosis. There are uh, uh, blood tests that, a case that have been used. In some cases, we generally don't rely on those uh, occasionally in uh, conflicting uh, results with PATS testing, we may do that, but uh, generally uh, PATS testing is the uh, the gold standard that we use along with the uh, history uh, Dr. Anthony outlined and the uh, the location and the, uh, the clinical appearance of the rash. That's great. Thank you. And Dr. Wilkoff, um, if a patient has a device like a pacemaker or a defibrillator and they're concerned they might have uh, some sort of allergic reaction to uh, the device, uh, what, what sort of, what, what should they do? What advice do you give to those patients? What I say to every patient is it's not your job to figure out what the problem is. It's your job to bring it up to our attention so we can, we can work it out. Nine times out of 10, it's nothing and I can reassure you and, and we, worrying doesn't help. So asking is the thing to do. And the thing that we have today that we haven't had before are uh, the abilities to take pictures and send them to our doctors. And the pictures are very useful. Now, a picture is not the same thing as examining you, but it does help. And so ask the question, bring it up, send a picture, and then we'll take it from there. Excellent. Dr. Anthony, can you talk a little bit about treatment for these allergic reactions to implantable devices? Thank you. Yeah, because this is a very relatively rare thing, there aren't specific treatment guidelines that exist. And so treatment has to be the decision of a, your team approach. So there should be multiple people involved in this, um, and it can be dermatology, it can be allergy, it can be obviously your cardiology team. It's important infectious disease, important to have lots of people involved for complicated problems. And so that team should come together to help create a treatment plan specific and personalized for that patient. That's excellent. Well, I want to thank everyone very much for joining the conversation. Uh, until next time. Thank you Thanks, so Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen at clevelandclinic.org slash loveyourheartpodcast. podcast.